I'm sure there's no doubt that <coughs> what we have experienced in the past year and this year so far has demonstrated that uh, putting uh, one's trust in earthly things or systems or philosophies is quite precarious. The loss of all maybe those earthly support systems that we've depended upon and the peripheral things of sport and entertainment uh, which we've become accustomed to leave us realizing that we need something deeper in our lives than earthly prosperity and all those surface emotional and physical stimulations that we've become accustomed to. An invisible virus has brought the whole world virtually to its knees. Our hospitals are being overwhelmed, not only with those who are suffering with COVID-19, but with those who have been unable to cope emotionally and <coughs> psychologically. Reports of marital and child abuse have risen significantly. And faced with such adversity, I believe it's become evident that the words of Jesus are very rele relevant today. In his response to te the temptation of the devil, Jesus repeated the words uh, from Deuteronomy uh, with God gave to the children of Israel. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, as I've been continued to th think about these things, uh, I've kept being taken back to one of my favorite scriptures. And that is in 2 Peter chapter 1, 1 to 4. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, our Jesus, of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Now it's important to remember that the epistles of Peter were addressed to the churches who resided in Asia Minor, which is now generally the area of Turkey, etc. They are addressed to a people who will find themselves in the midst of trials and difficulties, but are, are, not, on, are not only physically, but with great spiritual opposition. And Peter is appointing them to a resource that would supply whatever they needed in whatever circumstances they may find themselves in. Now, these verses are loaded, I believe, with a number of significant uh, spirit-filled truths for those who it was addressed to and also to us today. My main focus is going to be on uh, uh, that, uh, verse 3, 
which it says, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. But before doing so, I want to take note of what Peter says in verse 1. What he says in verse 1, I believe, is extremely important to each and every one of us to know uh, because it sets for us something that can uh, be of great encouragement to us. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so my, to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ this morning, if your faith in Christ is genuine, it has equal standing before God, equal to that of the Apostle Peter, or anyone else you might think more special than yourself. Not my words, but the words of the Apostle Peter. Elsewhere we are told in the word, God is no respecter of persons. And that is the lead-in to the verses that follow. That is the leading to the verses in follow. Peter says, in effect, don't think that what I am about to say to you depends on you having to have special status or that you have to do anything to earn the benefits I am going to mention. You have equal rights and access to these blessings. I think that's incredibly encouraging, isn't it? Peter is not just talking to the people back then, but through the scripture, he's talking to you and to me. So what he's going to say about all things is for you and for me. And God is no respecter of persons. The apostle James in his epistle makes a similar statement with regard to having our, our prayers answers when he mentioned about the fact that Elijah was a man just like us. And he prayed and God answered his prayers. And so we too can have our prayers answered. So now let's look a little bit at verse 3. One thing we should note, however, is that when the apostle says life and godliness, he is not making a distinction between the two or saying that they are mutually ex exclusive. He is actually saying all things that make a godly life possible all things that make a life, godly life possible. He's saying godliness can be compatible with life as you know it. More than that, it can complement it, make it more meaningful, make it more joyful, make it more satisfying, make it more fulfilling. So let's read that scripture again a little differently. His divine power has granted to us all things that make godliness in life possible. Amen. All things. God has given us all things that make godliness in life possible. Another thing I think that is important to recognize is that God, that godliness, which actually is the result of the work of the Holy Spirit, impacts and involves our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, 
our actions, our reactions, our behavior. It is not apart from our day-to-day life. It is not something that is only in the spiritual realm. Put another way, godliness produces godly feelings. Godliness produces godly emotions. Godliness produces godly thoughts, godly actions, godly reactions, godly behavior. And the scripture tells us that God has given us all things that make that possible in each of our lives on a day-to-day basis, in our day-to-day lives. And Pastor Richards reminded us often when the Bible states all, it means all. It means all. Nothing omitted, nothing excluded, nothing left out. Everything that makes godliness in life possible, everything necessary, every ingredient needed to achieve the result. Amen? Whatever the challenge may be, whatever unforeseen circumstances that may arise, and we could go on with many different things, what we're going through right now, the trials and tribulations of what we're going through, the difficulties that we're going through right now, God has given us everything to cope with that uh, through uh, his uh, work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Everything that makes godliness in life possible. Amen? And the list is uh, <clears throat> in some ways endless. But we're going to look at a few uh, things. Uh, I could put a list up of a few things now. Amen? Forgiveness for sins, for our sins. Praise God for we can, we can uh, uh, couple that with the one which follows where it's strength to overcome guilt and condemnation. And so many people live with guilt and condemnation, but praise God, we are forgiven. Amen? We are forgiven. And in the words of the song we've, uh, we've, we've listened to this morning, uh, 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 praise God, uh, we are who God says we are. Amen? Because we've been, if we've confessed our sins and asked for its forgiveness, we are forgiven. Amen. Hallelujah. Healing for brokenness. And so many people's lives have, uh, have been, been broken. Things have happened uh, uh, and have uh, taken away maybe uh, peace in people's lives. But praise God, uh, God provides healing for our brokenness. He, he provides strength to, to face and overcome adversity. He finds strength to overcome fear. Strength to face and overcome rejection. Strength to face death. Fellowship in place of loneliness. And purpose in place of hopelessness. And wisdom in all of life's challenges. Amen. God has provided all things. All things. Now the list, we could go on. There are many other things that we could add to that list. Okay, divide guidance, peace, righteousness, God's will, etc. Now, but within this list, there are four that I believe speak to our present circumstances in a relevant way. And so let's look at what God's word says to us about these. First, God gives us courage and strength to face 
adversity, courage and strength to face adversity. I have told you all this so that you will have peace of heart and mind. You're on earth, you will have many trials uh, and sorrows, but cheer up for I have overcome the world. Praise God, hallelujah. Uh, one of the things that I, I, uh, I like about the Bible is that, uh, you know, and, and even the words of Jesus sometimes, he, he doesn't sugarcoat things. He says it like it is. <laughs> he says it like it is. And um, it's significant that Jesus didn't say that you, when you come and, and to me, he says, and you, you accept me uh, into your life, um, I'm not guaranteeing you're not going to face problems and difficulties on the road. But know this, that in me, you can overcome. <laughs> Amen? Through, this, uh, through whatever it is uh, may come against you in, in life. And we can be sure that at all times, even as we're going through the adversity that we're going through right now, and the difficulties we're going through, God is with us. Amen? If God is for us, who can be against us? And I, uh, you know, so we need to always remember that God is there for us. And the Romans chapter 8 and verse 35 is a scripture I'm going to read. It's not going to be uh, uh, shown uh, uh, on the screen. But it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And there's a list of things. And, and, and Paul, uh, you know, Paul, Paul is actually talking about things that he knows are going on in the lives of people at that time. He says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. So let me ask you, are you conquering over your circumstances today? Are you conquering over the adversity that we're going through today? I want to tell you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. He goes on, I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God for his love this morning and his grace. Man, I'm going to go on. Secondly, the other one is, uh, I want to look at is strength. God gives us strength to overcome fear. Strength to overcome fear. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there are many people living in fear because of what we're going through. But as Christians, praise God this morning, God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has given us uh, that witness of the Spirit that tells us that we are, amen, heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. And going back to the previous scripture that we read, uh, where Jesus uh, said that he had overcome the world. 
Amen. And so we too join in with him and we overcome too in whatever we are going through. Even our fears, God gives us the strength to overcome our fears. And maybe there are genuine uh, uh, reasons to be, be, be fearful. You know, as we go around on ourselves, we don't know what we're going to uh, 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 come into contact with, or, and, and we have to take precautions maybe to, to overcome our fears. But over and above that, God wants to, us to overcome our fears which are within us. Amen? That's God's promise. God has given us the ability and the strength by the power of his Holy Spirit to overcome fear. Amen? Hallelujah. There's so many things, scriptures we could go on and continue on. But the next one I want to look at is strength to face death. God gives us strength to face death. There's so much, okay, that we're hearing about the reality of death because of what has uh, come upon the world through this virus. But praise God for as believers, we, we have strength to face death because God's children are human beings. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 to 15, made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Praise God, who the Son sets free is free indeed, amen? Free. We are free this, uh, this morning as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are free from the fear of death. Amen? No matter what is in, in face. Uh, so, there's so many scriptures, okay, which we normally only read uh, at funerals. But maybe we need to re read them again uh, 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 and, and remind ourselves of what the scripture tells us about, uh, about facing death. Romans chapter 8 again, he says, For I am convinced that nothing, that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. So on. Amen. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, In Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're living in fear of death this morning, ask God to come. And by his Holy Spirit, take away that fear so that we may live uh, uh, with, in hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and lastly, of the four items I want to focus on, uh, God has uh, given us wisdom. Amen? James chapter 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all, without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. As I've thought about this scripture and about what we're going through, we need wisdom and how we, we, we respond to the circumstances around us. Amen? Not in, you know, in simple ways. You know, we can argue about, you know, uh, is this... Uh, 
um, necessary or that necessary, or why do this or why do that. I want to tell you, we need wisdom. And I believe, I believe we should pray that our leaders will get wisdom from God <laughs> so that they will lead us in a way that is for our safety and for our good. Amen? And so in our responses to our leaders, in our responses to what we've been asked to do, we need to respond with wisdom. You see, life and godliness. Amen? Godliness, when we are, we're walking in godliness in this life, God will give us wisdom on how to deal with life's challenges, even the issues that we're going through, and not to react maybe out of earthly uh, uh, ways of dealing with things, especially in the political realm. Now, what are, having mentioned those four things that God has given us, all things that can help us in those areas, I, I, I want to share with you this morning how do, we, how do we become like that? How do we get to that place that we know that God is at work in our lives, that God is uh, ministering into our lives by the Holy Spirit that helps us to, 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 to live in this way? Well, I believe the key is in John chapter 15, if you can put that one up, okay? It says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit in itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done to you. Abiding in Christ. You know, I was... Uh, I came across an, an illustration, okay, um, and it's, uh, I believe, a perfect example of what it means to abide in someone or in something. And um, uh, the, the, the whimsical sort of uh, children's book, The Wind in the Willows, okay, and there's a, a, a discussion between two animals that takes place which I believe are a perfect example of what it means to abide in, in something or someone. You get it up there? It's between the mole, which is an earthly burrowing little rat type of animal, and it call, in the book it calls it the rat, but it's actually a, a water vole. It's, it, it lives in the water. It's not exactly a rat, but it's in the rat family. And they have a discussion. And the mole meets up with Rat and says, So, this is a river. And Rat replies, No, it's the river. It's the river. And so Mole goes back and he says, And you really live by the river? What a jolly life, said Mole. Then Rat begins to testify about what it means to live in the river. And he says, by it, with it, on it, in it, said the rat. It's brother and sister to me, aunts 
and company and food and drink and naturally washing. It's my world. I don't want any other. What it hasn't got is not worth having. What it doesn't know is not worth knowing. Lord, the times we've had together, whether in winter or summer, spring or autumn, it's always got its fun and its excitement. Now, that may be a strange thing to illustrate what it means to abide in something. I want to tell you this morning, okay, in the Lord Jesus Christ is everything to sustain our lives. That's what Rad is saying to Moore, everything, this river has everything to sustain my life and give me joy and happiness. See, when we come to God, you know, that first part where it says a river or versus the river, um, it, remi it reminds me that this is where the Jehovah Witnesses Okay, you see, do you have a testimony like rat? When somebody comes to you and says, well, oh, Jesus is a God? No, he is God. <laughs> he is God. We're not talking about a God. We're talking about the God. We're talking about God himself, amen? And our testimony is that in him is everything that we need to sustain our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. And then in the, in the last thing it says, whether in winter or summer, spring or autumn, it's always got its fun and its excitements. I want to tell you, in the winters of life, in the summers of life, in the springs of life, in the autumns of life, it doesn't matter. It's in God. There's always, is it right to say, fun and excitement. Yes, I believe it is. Amen? Praise God. When we abide in him, if you abide in me and I abide in you. Amen? Hallelujah. What it is to abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I would encourage everyone this morning to, to put all the effort you can into walking in, in that place, coming to that place where you live and abide in the Lord Jesus Christ, having a desire for more of God, having a heart to thirst and seek for God. Psalm 42 says this, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Amen? Hallelujah. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Amen. Uh, okay, uh, we can, can put the other scripture up. Hmm? It should be there. Okay. All right. Okay. And it, then in Isaiah 12, I like this verse. I love it. I've always loved this. It says, With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants us to, to drink with joy from the fountain of who he is. Amen. He is the fountain of life. Amen. Uh, uh, and 
you know, there's another, as we go on, I'm just going to quickly go through some scriptures, go through uh, some quotes, go to the next slide, please. Okay. Um, John chapter 15, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And then St. Augustine said this, thou made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Amen. Thank God for that place of rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then C.S. Lewis says this, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Praise God, we are made for him. Amen? We are made for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are made to live uh, for him and in him. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, the, the, uh, the, the sad thing is, okay, it's too many... And, and this is a, 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 a uh, quote from Jeremiah, God speaking to the children of Israel, and he says, You have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have hewed out systems for themselves, broken systems that cannot hold water. And so has believers this morning. Let's not go running after you know, things that don't satisfy. Things, uh, uh, I think, one or the other... Uh, uh, scriptures it says okay uh, God asks the question why do you spend money for that which cannot satisfy and and praise God in God that there, uh, there is all that we need and uh, we're reminded very often aren't we in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness amen and finally let's Listen, uh, read some words from the Apostle Paul. He says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ, Christ my Lord. Amen? And that, that we can bring that back to the, uh, our, our text this morning which says that God has given us all things. God has given us all things in the knowledge, it says. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and God through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. You are, yes, everything else is worthless, compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And so for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could, attain, could gain Christ and become one with him, abiding in him, amen? I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the Lord. Rather, I become righteous, righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. And I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Thank God for, for the possibility of that this morning. 
Amen? And it's not something that I have to do to gain that place in God. In, this, in our text this morning, we were reminded that we have equal access to all of God's promises. Amen? If we have a genuine faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, whether we're the Apostle Paul, whether we're the Apostle Peter, whether we're some, any other person we may think of special in the spiritual realm, praise God, if we have a genuine faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have access to all God's provision that we can live a godly life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you.